the Strong Girls series podcast. So I have just been interviewed by Matt Johnson, the owner of Boots Podcast, Breaking Out of the Purgatory. So this is just talking about vaccinations, vaccination passports, COVID in general, lockdown, isolating. Um, I got approached by Matt literally last minute this morning to have a little discussion with him. And he is doing a great job by getting other people's um, opinion and voice across throughout his podcast. So here it is. I hope you enjoy. We did miss out the first 30 seconds. However, it got cut off. I'm not sure what happened. But you haven't missed anything in the first 30 seconds. It's absolutely fine. So, yeah, enjoy. The first lockdown, pretty much, with my kids. Stuff like that. They were at home, obviously, off school. Yeah. Um, but motivation is something I've always struggled with when it comes to the gym. I used to, I've sort of started playing football again recently, but... Um, I'm, I'm sitting at home now. I could just go to the gym, just go to the gym. I'm either like one or the other. I'm either all in or not all at all. All in, all nothing. I think, yeah. do you know what? As much as people don't probably realise that they're like that, they are. And I feel yeah. like when one thing falls into place, everything else falls into place. So once you can go out, once you can eat properly, you tend to want to exercise mm. more. Um, and so as much as people think that they're maybe not one or the other, like zero or 100%, I think... It, technically subconsciously without us realising we are because it is force of habit once we've got a routine of everything going then we're 100% once one thing yeah. falls out of place it's more likely something else is going to fall out of place something else is going to fall out of place so yeah if you've been taking taken, like your quarantine in or you're isolating your furlough and you haven't got work and you haven't been able to train that's like two things three things four things out of your habit so yeah you kind of just yeah. lose the motivation for anything else really don't you yeah 100% I uh, my partner was sort of saying, well, you know, think of all the time you'll be able to spend at home with the kids. And I'm like, you don't understand. I'm used to working 40 plus hours a week. I'm not at home. You yeah. know, you've done the stay-at-home mum bit. You know, she's now back working. Um, she's a hair, hairdresser. But it was really difficult because I was like, I can't just sit at home, even though my kids are here, which sounds really horrible. Um, but I just, it was a real struggle. I think ever, you said... Uh, you felt bad for saying what you were saying yesterday because you, um, you know, it's just 10 days. Yeah, but it makes a huge difference. When you're someone who's out every day and you're training, you've got your team that you and your, your girls that you train and stuff like that, it, to then just be told you've got to stay at home, you're not going out. Yeah, you know, it stuff is. Like that. It's difficult, as you can imagine, as you can, as you know yourself. It's, it's the whole routine and I'm not a stay-at-home person. I, I, I've struggled to keep... I struggle to just be alone with my own company anyway. I always want to keep myself busy because that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me motivated, just to find things to do. If I've got a spare hour in my day, if I'm not sleeping, I'm going to do something productive with it because I can't really sit here on my own and do nothing. I'm not a good person to chill. I don't chill. Yeah. So, yeah, it's once you once you come out of a, a routine, which is working, training, socialising, you know, every little hour of your day you, you take up. To then having all this time on your hands, it's it's a very alien feeling. Mm. I don't I don't quite know what to do with myself. It's a bit strange because I'm not no. used to having to think about what to do. I already know what I'm going to do for the day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the hard. Yeah, part. And, and normally you're planning for the week and putting content up. So even when you are at home, you're not even chilling then because you're doing yeah. planning, uh, putting posts up for the week, planning. You know, you know where you're going to be this this and the other day. Yeah. Um, because obviously we're in a day and age where content is hugely important um, to for your business as well. It is hugely, Instagram especially. hugely. And yeah. I think as long as you put a, across the the right content, especially for what you're trying to really like provide like a service, I feel like it's really important to gauge people and to just teach people and educate people anyway, regardless of whether they're your clients or not. I feel like everything is on social media now. Everything that you want to portray as yourself either as an individual or as a business, is so easy to showcase it through social media rather than word of mouth. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it is important like for people to know what I'm up to and that um, these exercises I'm doing for this person, this person's achieved this, and to not... I could still do that, do you know what I mean? I could still sit here and I've got enough content on my phone to provide a week's worth, that's not the issue. But then it's not current. Um, I love yeah. doing current stuff. I always got to write about something that's happened to me currently or a trainer that or a... a a client that's that's achieved something there and then do you know what i mean because it, it's fresh in your mind it's easy to talk about yeah so yeah i mean did you find it go, go on. on 
So yeah, go was, you go. <laughs> did you did you find it hard in the first lockdown when you couldn't go? Did, were you doing a lot of uh, stuff online, workouts and things like that? Yeah, well, I kind of changed my business model, so a lot of it was virtual workouts. Um, the first three or four months was a bit like, oh god, this is I don't know how to do this. I've not done this before. So the first three months was a case of, right, okay, people come up to my virtual sessions for those. I feel like the first three months, everyone's still motivated to continue doing what they want to do and putting things in place. But then after the first three months, I feel like people kind of like lost their mojo and motivation. Mm. And so once again, I had to switch up and see what else I could do rather than just these virtual classes that aren't really giving anyone anything. What else can I, what else can I do? And so I've done a lot of um, programming online and videoed my own workouts rather than just doing virtuals and rather than trying to build build um and expand the business through virtual workouts it's right okay just hold on that just you know you can't you're not going to get yourself any bigger in terms of business get your following bigger instead so that that will provide you with better business when you do come out of it so that's kind of what i've done and it was a case of just giving I don't know, I brainstormed quite a lot because, again, I had more time on my hands, do you know what I mean? And so, yeah, it went from, okay, let's just do virtual sessions for everyone that's clients to actually, know how am I going to actually educate people now through social media? Um, yeah. And it worked. And coming back out of lockdown and being able to take one-to-ones and boot camps, it's proven that it helped me build my following. So, yeah, it was, it was yeah, weird right. going from, like one business model to another back to one to the other after coming in out of lockdown like you were so you go you go back to doing one-to-ones and i got used to like training 20 30 people a week again to then have to like oh no the gym's closed again can't do it sort of thing yeah it's, it's it, horrendous wasn't it yeah you just it keep going back and forth yeah i feel I, like i certainly don't think we'll go back into lockdown now um Anytime soon. I know the numbers have gone up recently, but I think that's because football stadiums are open again and people are sort of milling around. Yeah, it's, um, so, it's inevitable, isn't it? It's inevitable that something, as soon yeah. as you've been let out, everyone's going to mingle. Rises are going to go up, aren't they? So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you went... Uh, so you, you've been jabbed now, because you? you went away. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I've, 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 I've only had one jab. I have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have Funnily enough, one I... jab. So, so I got uh, AstraZeneca early in March because I was uh, frontline. And other than being in lockdown, I was still on call. Obviously, we still went out the door. Um, and it wasn't long after that that they, I think it was about two weeks after I had my AstraZeneca, they said, well, we can't give it to under 40s now. Because <laughs> of the blood clot stuff, whatever, that yeah. scaremongering, whatever. Was, and I know there was only a small amount of cases of it. Um, so I then didn't have my second one. Um now, bear in mind, so we lost a guy at our station from COVID last January. Um, we didn't, he was, in, he was in hospital with it. We didn't think it was that serious. And then it just went downhill. Wow. So, been a tough year. Um, I still didn't have my second jab. So I was like, my biggest issue with these jabs, and I, I do believe in them, but at the same time, I think, how can anyone really know the truth? Because media is just a complete joke at the minute. Like, you can't get real, you don't know where you're getting real news from. It's time that there's so many media outlets, there's so many different stories floating around, which I know you've sort of, you've discussed about the vaccine. I mean, what's your thoughts on it? Do so, you... I, it's really weird because up until, I mean, I still do have a strong opinion on it and it's not like I'm anti-vaccine and I have my second one booked <clears> and it's not a case that I, I am reluctant to get it for like, it's, it's more principle reasons more than scientific reason. Yes, it's both. It's, it's both. I mean, after a little bit like what you just said, there were the blood clots come around and I had my first one booked and I do feel like I was kind of a little bit pushed into having my first one booked because it was like, right, everyone get your jab, everyone get your jab, everyone get your jab. And I booked it and I had it without really researching or knowing about what it can do to you or what it is, the possible side effects. Now, I was one of the last ones because I was under 20, 28. I was one of the last ones to get even just the first jab and I had the Pfizer. Yeah. And I don't know how you felt after your jab because it was the AstraZeneca. I know there was a couple of, like, there was a lot of things, people go being really ill from it, weren't there? Um, but yeah. they, but 
that their topic really was the Pfizer you won't be as bad in terms of your side effects or uh, like symptoms afterwards. And so that's one false thing that got fed is that, oh, yeah, you'll be fine with the Pfizer. It's known to not have as many symptoms. Well, actually, I was completely written off for like three days. And it's, oh, you'll be fine. You're fit and healthy. You'll get over it quickly. Okay, cool. But actually, no one actually knows my body apart from me. How do you know I'm going to get over it quickly? How do you know that I'm not going to be affected by it? So I was written off the first one. And I had my second one booked. But I didn't really, up until this point, I'm still reluctant to take it. But I think more so, out of principle than anything, is that it's not the case that I'm not going to put the vaccine in me. I, If it means that I get to live my life, then I'm going to do it. But it's the principle of the your basic human rights and your decision to have something or not to have something is detriments then the way of you living. And that's what I don't like the idea of, is the fact that it's now getting to the point where if you don't do this, you cannot live your life and you cannot do these things and these implements that are going to be put in place if you don't have it. Do you know what I mean? You're going to lose out on the things in life that you want to do. It's going to be a lot harder for you to go on holiday if you don't. It's that, that to me, I'm more standing my ground with the vaccine and the vaccine passport through principle that it's, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair that people have now not just got the option they have the option to either want to continue with their life or not continue with their life i think that's what it boils down to at the end of the day you're either going to be told in a dictatorship what to do or you're going to be free-willed and do as you please and it's and miss out on life so that it yeah it's more to do with principle i feel like my my run and how I feel and showcase it on social media isn't because I'm anti-vaccine. Like I said, I've got my second one, but I've had my yeah. first one. It's more the aftermath and the implications that is going to happen in the future. You know what I mean? It's it's where yeah. is this country going to? You know, it's gone from a democracy and it might end up in a dictatorship because of how controlling it's going to be. Do you know what I mean? It, it it's scary. I think. Yeah. So I, I think the so I think the media have got a lot. To, I think they need to be more uh, careful about what they put out. There's a lot of scaremongering that goes around. Um, obviously, that AstraZeneca thing came out two weeks after mm-hmm. I'd <clears throat> had mine, which then made me to go because I hate stuff like that. Anyway, I was like, I'm not getting the second one then. Yeah. So I only I only had my second one last week. So like seven months apart. How did you um, find it? Second, so last week I had the second one and that just gave me a bit of a bad back. Next day I was a bit sort of knackered. Um, the first one put me on my ass. Like, I felt like I'd been hit by a bus. Wow. Everywhere hurt. Everywhere hurt. Like, I was just in bed. Luckily, there was sport on all day, so it weren't too bad. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I just didn't want it. And the only reason I ended up getting the second one was because I want to live my life. I've got um, a 40th, a mate's 40th to go to uh, 90s reloaded next month at Butlins. <laughs> and I've, I've got to either be double jabbed or have a test within 48 hours or something like that. Um, I want to believe that they're perfectly safe, but I'm also very aware that other vaccines and things we've been given to ourselves and kids for years were tested for 15 to 20 years. Like yeah. these things were created overnight. And don't get me wrong, if it, if it is completely safe permanently, then what an achievement for science that they've managed to pull yeah, that of off. Yeah, of course, of course. Something um, that they've managed to overcome and within such a short time, if nothing comes of it, then that's amazing that they've managed to achieve that. But they've only got themselves to blame for everyone doubting it because there's so much rubbish out there in the media. Like, that 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 blood clots thing is probably a minute amount of people, but they made a big deal about it on Sky News straight away. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's on Sky News. It's on Sky News, so it must be bad. Like, of course it's going to be me. It'll be me that gets to bug clock, won't it? Like, you just assumed it's going to be me, but yeah, the reality it, is, it's not. It's so scary. <laughs> it's just scaremongering, isn't it? And it's only normal. Over a series of, say, 15 years of a particular vaccine being dosed out, obviously you don't get, you don't hear all of all the bad turns that happen all at once because it's been spread out after, over a long time. So you... So in terms of how it sounds and how it looks, it's not so bad, like in terms of other vaccines and reactions from them. However, obviously this one, it's been rolled out within such a short amount of time to over half a million people. So all these bad turns and bad reactions that are going to come of a vaccine are obviously all coming at once. 
So I also get that that scares scares people as well and they hear about this person that was paralyzed this person that got a blood clot you know this person that had a stroke this person that can't see you you hear about them and they're all coming at once because it's all been rolled out at once do you know what i mean and there's only there's still a, a, a small percentage of things that can go wrong from a vaccine even whether it's a covid one or a, just the normal flu one it's just because it's all happening at once that it's quite it can sound quite scary but then also like you said they have only got themselves to blame and the way that they've gone around it. So to then kind of say, well, no, no under 40 females can have it. Well, how, you know, putting it across like that, of course they're gonna be like, what are you doing to our body? Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not, they don't put it across the right way. And it was also, what also that I, I, cur like I find curious is that at the beginning when it rolled out, pregnant women couldn't have it. And then all of a sudden they could and then they couldn't, and now they encourage it again. I mean, how can, uh, within a shorter space of time of like four months, how can you change your mind about pregnant women having it like th that many times? That yeah. also scares me that there's not there's not confidence in that. Do you know what I mean? It would change everything, but you, know, you can mix the different vaccines. It's got to be 12 weeks apart. It's got to be eight weeks apart. This is the best way to do it. Now, all the countries and their scientists have different opinions, and it's, again, it all reaches people on their TVs and everyone's like, well, what do we believe then? Um, and it just creates doubt in everyone's mind. That's why you end up getting division because you've got the really hardline anti-vaxxers yeah. and then you've got the people that are like, well, 100% I'm getting the vaccine, no question. Like, if it, they're obviously saying that you are less, some some of the vaccines you're less likely to pass it on now, I think, if you get COVID, but oh. generally it just stops you getting really ill. But again, you don't know. No, you, you don't, don't know. You don't know what the truth is. So um, my um, my housemate was actually she um, caught COVID before I did. She actually um, tested positive whilst I was away on holiday the week previous. She's double jabbed. She's got double AstraZeneca. She's had to. I mean, she had a second jab a couple of months ago now. So she was fully vaccinated quite a long time ago. But she caught it, um, and she did feel ill. She was ill. And she was kind of like not doing anything for a good four to five days. It was only the last end of her 10 days isolation that she started to feel better. So then there's also those that say, well, I'm double jabbed, I'm not gonna get it. And actually, no, you are you are still exposed to it. You can still catch it. It's just mm -hmm. not, it stops you from obviously being hospitalized and stuff. So it's the, yeah. that's, that's also what I don't quite understand is, okay, you need a negative test or a vaccination card to get into places when actually you could still be vaccined and still have it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's definitely. Yeah. That's that's another rant of mine. <laughs> yeah, it's God. There's been so many rants you could have over the last year and a half of different stuff that's gone on. I know. Um, I know. <clears throat> yeah, right. I'm just gonna go. I wrote load of notes down on my other screen and I've completely skipped one out. So I, you obviously told me a bit about strong girl fitness. Was that? Um, how old you, are you 28? I'm 27. 27. Are you 27? <laughs> so have you always done this from, and you always wanted to be a personal, are you a personal trainer, coach? I know there's a lot of... I, I mean, yeah, title personal trainer. I mean, I could be probably quite a lot of titles, but personal trainer is easy, isn't it? So, um, yeah. I, I've been, do you know what? I've always wanted to do something in regards to fitness. I've always been a sporty person growing up. In fact, I played football um, at quite a high level from... I think I was 10, I played for Chelsea, um, Chelsea Centre nice. of Excellence. So I was in a sporting lifestyle from from very little. And I think I played football for about nine years. I was under Chelsea ladies for a long time. Um, so in terms of like um, knowing about um, conditioning and performance related activities and um, nutrition and, and all that, I was already in that life anyway, but then something happened and I couldn't train and I couldn't play anymore. I got injured and I also developed an eating disorder um, through pressure of training, I suppose, because it was such a high level. And then I had, wow. to, had to sort of give up football. Um, and then that, I mean, that was heartache itself. The fact that I spent most of my childhood like living, breathing and eating football to then have to give it up. And it caused me to have an eating disorder, but I kind of got out of it through the love of exercise and gym. 
and it got me back on track it got me sort of healthy again because I still had enjoyment for that side of things um and it just turned into a job at the end of the day I found like a small um I think it was like an eight hours a week gym instructing job I'd done my personal training qualification alongside that and I was a personal trainer for a good year on like employed at a gym and then I decided to go on my own because I don't know I just I reaped the rewards of being a trainer but then sort of taken stripped from half of them because I was employed so I had no jurisdiction over what I was advertising or what my branding was or my vision of training and so I kind of wanted my own little spin on it so I decided to go on my own and I haven't really looked back since it's just grown through one-to-ones um I think we've done 12 boot camp courses now which is incredible kind of don't even know where the time's gone <laughs> considering we haven't done one in like 18 months how have I managed to whack out 12 um and yeah small groups um semi-private classes we done like I said we done quite a lot of stuff online throughout lockdown we done four homegrown challenges which are like four week home workout challenges to do and yeah it kind of kind of going from there so I feel like from being in a footballing environment it's kind of nature and habit to be motivated and disciplined so I kind of bring that into my own business as being a personal trainer and I absolutely love it I absolutely love my job and it's very satisfying not just training people to help them but also the community I think what's most important is the community we've built of women around here that want to be strong confident not through dieting and not through fat loss but through strength training and it's nice to see that people aren't in sort of blinded by the whole no you must be skinny you must lose weight you just do this I kind of try and stop people from thinking that and and try and get them just feeling strong and healthy really and confident about themselves that's great I am yeah you just said about boot camp so I'm I'm going through a boot camp with one of the local guys here. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I've been against, not against them, but so I've sort of uh, tried out different personal trainers uh, around the area ever since I stopped playing football, which was pretty much when I joined Retained, which was about three years ago. And they were probably the best two seasons I'd ever had. Um, and then Retained came along. I had to be on call all weekend. And I just, right, I'm a bit older now. Maybe it's time to just knock it on the head. And I, I regret it, but, you know, it's another job at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, what I really struggled with in the gym was motivating myself. I know, you know, being in competition with yourself, all that sort of stuff, I really struggled with it. Like, no, I, I, what I loved about that 90 minutes of football was I could switch off from everything else and I just want to beat this other team while I'm playing. Yeah. Um, but I've I've played I play the odd game now on a Sunday, but I was always against boot camps. I was like, I don't really want to do it with other people. Like, I prefer one-to-one sessions, stuff like that. But I gave in. I said to her, I'll come to a boot camp. And I've actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so there's a bit of camaraderie there and also a bit of competition for me as well. Um, so I can't knock, I can't knock of it. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. But um, I feel you've like... obviously got a big group. I feel like, um, sorry, it's it's one of those things where you do, you feel quite daunting of the, uh, the thought of a boot camp if you've not done it before. Because it, it, to me, from an outside point of view looking in, I know it can sound quite military and, and you know, you, there's no versatility in there. You've got to do what you've been told to do sort of thing. And I think yeah. that, sometimes, that sometimes puts people off. And actually, until you until you start, like what you said, there's competition in there to keep you going. You know, there's the social part of a, of a, a boot camp as well. Until you actually witness it and experience it, you know, I, I don't think there's many people that have turned around and said that boot camp's not for me after trying it. Yeah. So it's good yeah, to no, that. Yeah, he done one of the uh, like body composition tests at the beginning of it and stuff like that. I haven't been able to go to it three sessions a week because uh, of work I've been able to go to everyone but even that seeing where my body was at now and being like right now I've got something to go for like I want to improve that um I wouldn't have said I was the unfittest person in the world I, part of that played on mine as well because I thought some of these people here are going to think what's it, what does he need to be here for Do you know what I mean I thought I'd be going there be loads of, but not there, there's actually some really really fit people at the boot camp and 
you know, it was always my cardio and legs that I neglected anyway when I was at the gym in the first lockdown. So it's been a real like eye opener for me because I'm working everywhere on my body and it's like I'm aching a bit, but now I'm just pushing through the pain and I'm enjoying it. So it's really, it's really good. So yeah, it's yeah, good. Fair play to boot camps. Yeah, they, <laughs> but, uh, that's quite hard. impressive doing that. Yeah, they're, yeah, it was hard. a bit of a shock to the system. <laughs> they are, yeah, definitely. Like you said, if you're not used to that type of training where you're challenging everything, like it, it is a shock to the system. Some, like for example, you're you've got a physical job. Do you know, you, you are. It's not like you're not fit. Like what you said, you should be sort of like on the top of of the spectrum, sort of thing. But there's still ways that you can be challenged because there's things that you're not used to in a boot camp that you'd get told <clears> to do. Do you know what I mean? So it is. It is good. It is good to challenge you from all areas. I think. I think both physically and 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 mentally as well. It's 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 the adherence to a program which is also different, which you're not used to sometimes. And it's yeah, yeah I think it's a bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, it's been. I'm enjoying it. I'm glad. I'm glad I sort of just went for it and said, right, I'm going to do it. But there you go. I mean, <clears throat> what's your what's your plan for stronger? Have you got? If you're like me with this podcast i've got loads of ideas and not all the ideas to how to implement it but <laughs> all the time but... honestly i have a list as big as my armor things i'd love to do <laughs> it's it's just Man, a case no. of implementing it you're right i mean um what's my plan for strong girl do you know what it's f- if you would have said if you would have asked me that two years ago i feel like my whole my whole vision would be different to what i'm saying now I think two years ago it was um it was a case of doing job before yeah, before lockdown it was right, I wanna be able to get my own gym. I wanna open my own gym, I wanna have my own trainers in there, I want it to be more female empowering. That was sort of my goal before lockdown. And then whilst lockdown was on, I feel like my whole vision board changed and I was like, No, do you know what? I'm gonna be blogging, I'm gonna be podcasting. I'm going to be social media content. I'm going to do all of that. And that's how I want Strong Girl to be more of an online thing rather than a physical thing. And then coming back out of lockdown, knowing how large, sort of like and how big the community's got through one-to-ones and boot camps, I don't think it's the case that I really want my own gym. I don't think Strong Girl is a platform to then have something like concreted in one specific location. I don't think that's the case because I feel like personally you're then grounded to only a certain catchment area and you can't really go from there. Whereas I'd rather help a hundred more people throughout a short period of time rather than a small amount a small amount of people in a boot camp. Do you know what I mean? So I would continue building on the boot camps, but I think more so what I've noticed is the amount of advice and mentoring that has come from Strong Girl to other trainers over the last 18 months. There's been a lot of, um, we've helped more trainers sort of like develop themselves and a sort of self-actualization of what they're aiming and their vision is. We've kind of mentored them to see what they can do. So uh, more than just the, the, the clients that we're trying to approach and get strong and powerful and confident, but it's also helping other trainers to help their community become strong and powerful. And it's how you do that. And I think that's probably where Strong Girl's gonna head is is now for trainers as well as clients, you know? Yeah. How do you how do you become the best coach you can be for your client? How can you how can you become the best coach you can be generally? And I think that's probably that as well as my own clientele. I think that's probably how we're going to build over the next couple of years, to be fair, is is right. We've built on clients. Now let's build, build trainers to build more clients. Yeah. I think that's the next thing. It's good. It's hard, isn't it? Um, so it's, it's just you, isn't it? I know you've got your girls that sort of helped you out uh, like up the fair the other day. But yeah. it's just your, it's your vision. It's your baby. My baby, um, it's my baby. Yeah. It's, it's hard though, isn't it? Because I, so I started this podcast with uh, one of my best mates who suffers with anxiety and depression. Um, but it was my, it was my, it was my sort of plan in my head. I got it through lockdown um, after sort of 10 years of being in debt and having stress and all that sort of stuff. I thought, right, I want to, now I was out of it, I wanted to talk about it and, and really try and shine a light on mental health anyway. But when we started coming to the bits where I'm doing the logo, I'm getting someone to sort the logo out for me, 
I've got this idea. It was all meant to be done in person generally, but COVID put a spanner in the works for that. Yeah, annoying. But I, I got so defensive, like really protective over it because they, they might put a post up. I gave them joint access to the social media. And if it didn't look the right way, I was like, oh, I don't <laughs> want it to look like that. Oh. But, but, which is only normal. But, it's only normal. At the end of the day, like mm. we said, if it's yours and, you know, you moulded it as it is, there's a certain way of how you want it to look. And it's only normal if it's not quite how you want it to look, you're going to be critical of it, aren't you? Exactly. And that's what I'm just... If you keep uh, getting bigger and stronger, it's bigger and bigger and bigger. You're obviously going to have to take more people on, give them some reign of control, <laughs> probably. And yeah. it's... Uh, it's hard. But I suppose with the right people, you know, if you've been working with some of these girls for sort of six, seven years or whatever it's going to be, uh, that it might be some of them anyway, but it is, it is tough when it's your own, it is, your own uh, thing to give up control. It's something that I have literally just sort of like got into the idea of like, yeah, it's been, it's been up until this point manageable and scalable enough for me to just manage it. So, which is great, but it is now got to the point where actually I need I, I can't put in any more hours than I already do. Like, I can't take a boot camp that runs twice a week and then another five hours of content online, as well as my 30 hours of PT, as well as my small groups. So, I mean, it there's only so much I can do. So it has got to the point where we are bringing in trainers and we are expanding in terms of, of instructors and trainers because yeah. I've got to bite the bullet and I've got to not be greedy. <laughs> And I've got to, I've got to allow myself to trust other people, but it's also knowing that they're the right people as well. Yeah. And it has become it has in the past been an issue where I've given my trust to someone to take on board a session or cover, and it hasn't gone right, or the reliability isn't there, and um, the commitment isn't there. So it's also knowing that it's the right person with the same vision as you and yes. is willing to put in the work like it's their own and also get out from it what they would if it was their own as well. I think that's really important. I think that's really important if you're looking to expand. This is something that I'm just working with right now. You know, it's not. I'm not saying it from yeah. experience. It's something that I need to learn myself. Is that if you want someone to make a good job like you would your own, then you've got to treat them like how you would want it back as well. Like if you want to reap the rewards yeah. of working for yourself, i.e. through the satisfaction of clients, i.e. through finance, through, you know, income, then you've got to allow to give that to someone as well if you want just the same effort put in from someone else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you've, 100%. You've got to be good at mentoring and managing someone if that's the case. And that's something I'm going to have to learn, unfortunately. Not unfortunately, but I'm going to have to learn that. If I want to get bigger, I'm going to have to learn how to manage yeah. people, which isn't my forte. Uh, yeah. I actually had to step down on with my mate when he put that post on after and apologise because I, with what he suffers with, he was just trying to put post something up the way he was feeling. And I've given him permission to do that, in fairness. So I sort of stepped down and we spoke about it after I said that. It actually got a really good response to post. And I said, and because of the subject we are discussing, it actually doesn't matter what it looked like. Yeah. I, I still have a little niggle in the back of my head, like, <laughs> oh, I wish it looked like this. I wish it looked like this. But, uh, but yeah, it is difficult. But, um, but yeah, no, well, it's good to see how, how well it's going for you. Um, yeah. And hopefully there'll well. be more events locally. Yeah. In the coming months. Yeah. Should be getting out more. I mean, it because of obviously lockdown, we haven't been able to plan events like what we did this Sunday. Um, we haven't been able to do anything like that really. It's not been in the pipeline. It's been more a case of right, okay, how are we gonna how are we gonna train clients? Do you know what I mean how are we gonna get clients yeah. to achieve their goals? How are we gonna educate them potentially without even seeing them, you know, or yeah, it was more a case of just getting over each barrier the last 18 months. And now it's like, actually, barriers have been taken away now. You don't yeah. have to work against things. You can work with things. Do you know what I mean? I think that's that's yeah. the good thing that I keep forgetting that I'm guessing it's the same with, with yourself, that when, you know, you've, you've started something and there's always going to be something come up or an idea as such or an opportunity that you want to pursue, but then there's going to be barriers in the way 
throughout lockdown, lockdown and COVID was a barrier. And I felt like I was forever fighting against something to make something successful or work. Um, yeah. And now, now I don't. Now I'm like, you know, the barriers are kind of gone. They've been taken away. And now I've got free reign and I can do whatever I want to do. It's obviously, there's still going to be obstacles in the way, but nowhere near as bad as there was. And I need to jump at that chance. So I mean, yeah. I need to jump at that chance and and crack on and do the best I can whilst we're not locked down. <laughs> That's it, yeah. I mean, our, our first episode was in person. Uh, I, I didn't have this sort of half set up room. Didn't have any of this stuff. I literally had a, a cheap laptop, uh, a microphone that I got off Amazon. And we, uh, me and my mate sat downstairs, we had some rum on the go and we were just having a chat. And that was the whole idea of it is we'll just chat and we might get people on it. My cousin was going to be involved as well. Um, and then lockdown happened and it was all of a sudden like, oh, okay, I have no clue what to do now because I had this one idea that I wanted to eventually yeah. get to another stage. Um, it's, and then he sort of struggled doing it over Zoom when we're not in person, being able to chat freely. Um, this has taken me, like talking to you on here, it's taken me a long time to get used to. Um, and I'm still not 100% with it. I still, you can get stuck with what you're saying and even though you've got all these things you want to ask. Um, so it has been a real learning curve. You know, I've had to invest in more equipment so I can do more better interviews and, and things like that. But because he's then not available as often as I wanted him to be, I wanted to do an episode a week. I was like, let's just meet and we'll just chat. And as you'll probably probably know, men do not talk. That is a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a huge factor. And the, the suicide rate in men under 50s is enormous. So that was the whole purpose behind it. But then when I've, I've done my mental health first aid training, I've done some mental health awareness training, and the more I delved into it, the more people I spoke to, I realised that actually there's, there's so much to talk about. Yeah. That actually just having conversations with any any people that are, have got similar interests or whether it's uh, the link between physical health and mental health and stuff like that, it's huge. It's so vast, um, which is why I've now turned to sort of reaching out to people to have a chat if I sort of see what they're doing and find it quite interesting. And then I've had people reach out to me and I look at what they're doing. I'm like, I'm not sure I'll feel passionate about that once we've finished it. I've done, I've done an episode on food. Uh, someone wanted to talk about diets and things like that. And I, because I'd done one previously, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. I'll, we'll talk about it. So I tried to research put stuff together, but I haven't got a great diet myself. Like it's not, it's better than it was, but yeah. it was never balanced and things like that. So we done it. And once I released it, I was like, it's probably the one episode I wish I hadn't released. Oh, really? Um, oh. So, so yeah, it's, uh, so now I'm almost, I should, I'm not that big, I shouldn't be that picky, but I am, because I, I want the content to be worthwhile listening to, do you know what I mean? No, definitely. You want to make um, sure that people are in, in, enticed into it, and, and mm. I feel like, yeah, if you haven't quite got the passion for it, or even just the knowledge on that particular subject, kind of hard to showcase that isn't it you kind of you don't want to feel like you're pretending to be passionate about something just for the sake of a podcast do you know what I mean it's nice but it is exactly. nice for viewers and it's nice for listeners for that for that sense that even though it's not this like a specialized category that you know it's obviously still going to play it's still going to affect and impact people that are listening regardless of whether it's something that you know or not it's still going to be someone listening still taking interest in it definitely yeah, and that's the. I think that's what sometimes uh, can hold hold me back, particularly reaching out, is because I'm not an expert in mental health. I'm not a I'm not a doctor. I haven't got a degree in mental health. I've got a passion for understanding more about it, and I'm trying to educate myself as I go along. But I am passionate about mental health, physical health, sport, you know, media, what's going on in the media, and general world events. I mean, you only got to look at Afghanistan and the mess they've made over there. I could talk about that as well for ages, but I won't go into that. That's for another day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's really good. I think what you're doing is, is especially from a male perspective as well, like you said, men don't talk. And no. it, and it is, I feel like it's, it's rare to find people that are open to discussing not only, you know, what it is mental health and the different types of mental health, but how it affects people. Cause it's such an invisible um, it's such an invisible um, issue and illness that you don't see it. You don't see people talking about it, nowhere near as much as it is. Now, I feel like it has been known and the awareness of it has definitely grown throughout COVID. You can see it, as you said, the amount of sort of like suicides that have happened 
um, for men under 50, it's it has been known because it's happened more so over the last two years. But I feel yeah. like it's the likes of yourself that talk about it openly and not just about your own experiences, but like, for example, your friends or people that you come onto your show. I feel like getting different experiences and showcasing everyone's different um, different time and experience in a in the same way is, is is really important as well because everyone's is different. Everyone's mental illness or anyone that's going through a particular like period of situation in their time, everyone's different. And there's no hierarchy of what's the worst and what's not. At the end of the day, a mental illness is is equal to anyone else's mental illness. It's, it's just yeah. it, it's a battle that you still have to fight. And regardless of who you are, you know, um, whether you're a male or female, no matter what your age is, no matter what your your profession is, it's it's ongoing. It's not racist. Do you know what I mean? It's not a mental yeah. illness doesn't doesn't matter who you are. It can affect anyone, and I think that's I think that's what is important when you know going on podcasts like that. That it it, it happens in everyone really, and it's good to talk about it. It's good to talk about it. I talk about it all the time. More to do with like what you said. I'm not a professional, yeah. and I'm not I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not. I don't. And it is kind of the same with fitness related stuff as well. I didn't do a uni degree. I didn't do sports science. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a level three personal trainer. So I like to talk about things that I'm passionate about, not that I have a huge amount of knowledge with. I like to talk about empowering women. I like to talk on mental health, not because I've got a degree in it but because I'm passionate about it. So I yeah. can't back it up with scientific things, unfortunately. It's not who I am. But then I also think that talking through experience is far more educational than talking through a science book. Do you not think? 100%. 100%. I've always been more of a practical person anyway with everything. So doing it and seeing someone else do it is much more beneficial to me. And I think much it's more real as well. If it's coming from you and not a book, then it's more real and people are going to relate to you. You know, if they, yeah. if you say, I, I, I was trying to get to that level of fitness or something like that before and this is what I was struggling with. This is how I overcame it. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, that's, that's what I'm struggling with. Like, for me, it's my diet. Like, I can have really good spells and then, like, through the Euros, I drank far too much and ate far too much shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, oh, same, and it just went same. to fart. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just went to fart and I said to my uh, my right up I was just like look at state me I was like I'm going to the gym I've been watching football every day um, so I'm, as I'm starting to get it back now but yeah I just didn't know what to do I was like my uh, discipline just dropped off a cliff and I know you should you should be able to enjoy yourself and you should be able to do all these things but when it goes too far the opposite way that's when you sort of got to rein it back uh, but that's why personal trainers like you uh, like the guy I'm going to can be a real uh, sort of godsend to motivate you like he won't let give me any slack he, I, I wasn't going to go last Saturday because I had a bit of an injury from football and he's like yeah so I'll see you Saturday then yeah and I'm like oh I've got to go <laughs> he's counting on you <laughs> that's the thing yeah I think it's I feel like I'm not blowing my own trumpet because this isn't me this is just personal trainers as a whole as long as you're a good sort of like a knowledgeable personal trainer that it's not just the personal training it's not just that training session that you have with with that person that makes the impact on that one hour of training. I think it's the whole accountability that they provide you with, like on a weekly basis. It's the motivation that I think a lot of people take for granted is if you've got someone that's looking out for you or someone that's checking on you, keeping you accountable for you going to the gym two, three times a week or going to boot camp, you know, regardless of that physical session that they give you there and then, what about the impact that they have on the rest of that day and the twenty-three hour and twenty uh, the other six days of that week? Do you know what I mean? It, it personal trainers they've got a bit of resp- they've got quite a lot of responsibility on their shoulders. Do you know what I mean? As as long as you're doing your job properly and you're you're a trainer of which you are putting your clients' goals and interests first. It's not just the training session that you're going to get from your trainer. It's the whole routine. It's the whole motivation, the accountability for you to change your lifestyle and, um, you know, give trainers credit when it's due. It's, it's not, it's not a normal nine to five job. It's not, it's, it's a lot more than that. You've got, I know for me, I feel ridiculously guilty. I shouldn't because there's nothing I can do about it, but 
oh, I'm not working this week, I'm not working for 10 days, and I feel like the accountability of at least 30 women is now gone because of me, because I can't see them. Now, that's not my fault, yeah. it's not their fault, it's no one's fault, unfortunately, I can't see yeah. them. And there is ways that, you know, we can still keep them accountable, regardless of seeing me or not, but it's not the same with that face-to-face, -face, you know, approachability of a client to a client. It's not the same as... as doing it there and then and actually seeing your client. So, yeah, I feel quite guilty and I feel like I kind of let people down in a sense if I don't see them just one week because their availability yeah. is gone. So, yeah, give trainers credit where it's due. Like, if they do a lot more than just train that person and that one client or however many clients they have. It's a lot more to it than that. It's it's making them feel good, you know, it's... You might be the reason why they've woke up and brushed their teeth the next day. You don't know, do you? Um, so, yeah, it's quite an important factor to play in when you're being a trainer. For anyone out there that fancies being a personal trainer, it's not just training your client in the gym. It, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, especially when it's your own business, you just got to do everything. So, And that's the thing, what you said about, um, you know, those three things have been taken away from you and it was keeping your mental health at bay well that's because those three things aren't everything you've got going on you know you've got your bills to pay you've you know you've got uh, family and relationships and stuff like that you might have going on and that's what can then s sort of take the stress to another level if you then haven't got the things that you're releasing that stress with which is your training and and yeah. things like that so it was but it was a good post to do because it was real and it was honest so i don't think you you know don't don't feel bad about saying, you know, I know it's a shitty thing to say. Don't feel bad about that at all. That's, yeah. that's what people want to see. People like to see when it's real, which is... Uh, so I've done some things with the brigade, uh, my local brigade, the uh, mental health steering group, and they've, they've always got an agenda when they want to, as they would do. They're a government-run fire service. They uh, have to be doing everything for equality and diversity, and I get that. Um, but when I approached them about doing a mini series with people in the brigade, um, they wanted to tie it up and make it with And I just said to them, if you want me to do it, like, just let people talk. Don't yeah. try and tie it up. Don't try and dress it up because people will read, look right through it and they won't actually pay attention to what this person is talking about. Um, so, yeah, I mean, your story was fine. Like, if you're feeling crap and you feel like that's just how it is and that's, that's good. Definitely. That's not good, but... <laughs> um, no, you're right, it's not... It, I feel like I give this very motivated, bubbly character across nine times out of ten. Like, and most, most days I come across quite motivated and, and bubbly on social media and on daily life. I tend to be quite hyperactive and quite motivated and always on it. And, it, you know, it's great. You know, that really suits in, ties in nicely with my job. But then also... It's nice to let people know and aware that it's okay to have bad days. Even the most motivated of people can have bad days. And I think that's probably what I was trying to showcase yesterday is that I go through bad times as well. As much as you see the positive side of me most of the time when I'm on social media, I have bad days. And yeah, you're right that my life is, is built up of more than just three things. There's a lot of stuff going on in my life. But what allows me to stay on a float with everything is those three things. I love my food. I love cooking and prepping my food. I train and I lift weight and it makes me feel better. It makes me manage all those other things that are going on in my life. And work keeps me busy and I interact and I socialise with so many people. And despite all these things, these building blocks that make my life, those three things are what gave it level, that kept it level. Yeah to then have them taken away, all those other things that make up my life are then becoming quite overwhelming. And yeah. yeah, it's, and this is something that maybe frustrated me quite a lot yesterday, which why I wanted to, why I wanted to voice it is that since being tested positive, there's been the whole, well, at least you're not ill, you know, at least it's nowhere near as bad as it could be, at least you're not hospital, and yes, as I said, I am entirely grateful that I am not ill. I've got a bit of a bunged up nose and I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not at the point where I need to go to hospital. I can deal with it. It's like a minor cold. But it's the other implications that come with it. It's not all physical. And I feel like some people, they kind of forget the fact that it's not just a physical thing that happens to you throughout COVID. As someone who's self-employed, who runs their own business, 
unfortunately it's bad timing that I had a week off previously on holiday but to then have a further 10 days off to have 17 days off of work self-employed with no financial help that it that causes me huge anxiety huge anxiety um like I said earlier it's the accountability of 30 other women that are now hanging by a thread for this week because I'm not around to help them that's also causing me huge anxiety so it's not it's not just the physical element that COVID can have and the isolating that it's not that at all and when someone says well at least you know at least you're not ill you're right you're right I'm not ill but mentally it's a real struggle and for someone who is so mentally strong most of the time to then it be diminished because the things that keep me at bay aren't there and the feeling of um, being let down and feeling useless and not feeling let down but letting people down and the, and the feeling of being useless that is not normal to me I feel I kind of like I build my day up to have a purpose my purpose could be to take a boot camp. My purpose to be to make sure that that person goes away feeling really good about themselves after a session. And my purpose is to do something else. And I don't have any purpose at the end of each day. And so that's why I wanted to put across on social media yesterday that it's it's so important here. That's why. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> it's coming back. The cough's coming back. <laughs> You've, you've, you've done some podcasts, haven't you? You've got your own podcast episodes. Yeah, I have. I started one yeah, maybe I... beginning of May. Um, and I've done about seven episodes so far. I haven't advertised it because I want to try and build up the, the sessions, like the series, and then advertise it. But yeah. That's I've the best got, way to do it. I've got about seven. I'm going to do another one, I think, this week. See, I've got the time. Um, yeah. But I have, like I said, I haven't advertised it. I've just spoke about more things that I rant about, really, than anything else on there. Yeah, no, I, I listened to a couple of them on the way home from work uh, a few weeks ago. They're quite good. Um, but they're, yeah, you're right. You should build them up because I, I launched my first one. It got a good response. And then all of a sudden you put yourself under a huge amount of pressure that, oh, this has got to carry on. I've got to keep doing these. And then you might not have one for a week. Well, you yeah. might be away for a week, and you're like, oh, I haven't put one out. Um, yeah, it is. I think it most is. people most people do, like, five episodes and then launch all the five, or one a, one a week, and then they've got them all done. Um, but, like, so I'm still learning, so we'll get there. But. No, and it looks like <laughs> you're doing a good job, and also I think the fact that you're getting other people on board and having sort of, like, speaking with different different opinions and stuff, I think that's definitely helping. I think, that, I think that's a huge thing. I think getting views from other people and seeing things from other people i think that's storytelling as humans we love we love storytelling we love listening to yeah. someone's story so i think that's the best thing really people love the inside story don't they so they yeah. like to uh, hear what people have got going on but the um yeah i'd like to get I, I like getting people on with their different opinions because we're in a day and age where people aren't allowed to have an opinion without someone getting offended and stuff like that and <laughs> See, there's certain things people can say that are offensive, but generally, we're at a time in the world where just having a normal opinion, if someone doesn't agree with you, it's like causes uproar. Um, <coughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh, speaking for an hour is not good when you've got COVID. I'll let you, I'll let you go. Anyway. <laughs> oh, it's alright. It's just because I haven't drunk for ages. That's why, and because I've got no taste, I don't know if I'm dehydrated. <coughs> and I clearly am. That's yeah. why. I, yeah, as far as I know, I haven't had COVID somehow because I've definitely been exposed. I got I had to isolate for when we lost Chris, our firefighter at the station. We, uh, we all had to isolate, and I think half of us got COVID, half of us didn't. Um, oh, but wow. having just lost him and then being isolated for ten days, it's horrible. I think the only way. And we, and we were dealing with losing him, so we actually, I think we ended up doing daily Zoom calls. Every day at midday, we'd check in on each other. Um, but yeah, luckily I don't, as far as I'm aware, I've had it. And I, my other job, I get tested weekly, so it's not too bad. But So hopefully but it's something that can really affect, well, yeah. hopefully it doesn't. I mean, you don't wish on anyone, of course you don't, because you don't know how anyone's going to react to it. 
like what you said, in terms of your experience and your friend from the from the station, you don't know, do you? You just you just gotta take no. take precautions as and when you can, of course. I mean, he was I think he was fifty two, but he wasn't he wasn't the fittest, but he was still fit enough to pass the firefighters uh, fitness test every year. That's not a huge strain on anyone, really. But he wasn't super unfit, but I think you're even seeing some people that are really fit get sick. And that's why I don't think we really understand it enough, why it is affecting some people mm. really bad and then other people just brush it off and it, and it's nothing. But, I mean, how many days have you got left now? Five. Got another five days to go. Five days. That's not long. No, no right. do you know what? It's like I said, it's not... I could go out. If, if it wasn't frowned upon and if it wasn't COVID and I just had a cough and a cold, I'd go out and work. I'd go out and work, so I, I feel like I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm quite lucky and fortunate that it hasn't affected me. But yeah, people for that entire ten days and longer, they're kind of in their bed. Do you know what I mean? They can't really, they can't really move, and yeah, it, it does. It, it's taken lives. We know that it's taken lives, and it's taken a lot of lives. So it's you've got to not just think that you're, you know, I find I, I trust my body that it can fight it, but it's not just that. You know, it's the fact that someone actually might not be able to fight it, and you've got to protect yeah. them as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough, but we've got to do it for now. But, yeah. So if you were double jabbed, you wouldn't have that twice, though, would you? No. Well, is no, that, I would have. I would have, I would have, because I got tested positive and I knew twice, though, obviously. I had to isolate. Oh, yeah, okay. I isolated for the days that I come back off holiday. And my plan was to do test to release. And then I got, um, then I got tested positive. <laughs> oh, my God. So I couldn't get test to release. I came out of my of my small isolation period from coming off of holiday and then got tested positive then had to come out again <laughs> which is annoying because obviously it's lucky almost that I took that negative test I took that lateral flow test because my PCR test from traveling came back negative yeah. and then two days later the lateral flow comes back positive and you know it so it is important kids to test <laughs> just in case you had a good holiday though yeah oh, it was brilliant yeah it was it was lovely. I I wanted there knowing that I had I was completely at peace because yeah. Well, I'm I'm guessing it's the same for anyone who yeah, who are parents. You know, there's no respite. As much as you may have time off work, as much as you know you've taken that time, there's always things around you that are distracting you. Like for example, kids yeah. or any other things. And I could have taken a week off work. That would not be an issue. But I'd be distracted so much that I wouldn't have my peace. So I have to kind of like go away and have my break. Otherwise, I won't have a break. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it looked amazing. Um, I went there when I was a kid, Tenerife. Black sand beaches and that. I always remember that. Yeah, it um, is lovely. It is lovely. It's been, I think that would be my sixth time I've been there now. That was the only reason why I went really? on my... Yeah, sixth time. Yeah. I only went on my... I wanted to do this solo trip, but I wasn't quite ready enough to go somewhere that I didn't know. So I went somewhere yeah. where I've been before. Um yeah, and it doesn't disappoint. Every time it doesn't disappoint. It's just so beautiful and it's just so yeah. peaceful. And everyone, like the locals there are so nice as well. They they really take care of you, especially if you're on your, yeah. on your own as well. Like it's a bit daunting, but then, yeah, I, I have faith that I was fine and perfectly safe there. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. So you're just going to be doing some podcasts for the next five days and then that's, you'll be free. Yeah, <laughs> that's the plan. I might have to come and get you to come on one of mine and begin interview on one of mine. Um, that might yeah. be interesting. I'm going to plan it all for this week. Got some blogs to write and stuff like that as well. Yeah, and if you need, just drop me a message and I'll be quite happy to come on. I'm on. Uh, I'm, well, I'm not back at work. I'm on holiday on Saturday. I'll go away. So, um, I'll get, I'll get you on. We can sort something out. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no worries. Okay. But yeah, well, thanks for coming on. It's been awesome. Um, and sorry, I dropped it on you last minute. <laughs> no, no, honestly, it's fine. By all means, do if, if there's any ever point where you want to talk about something, if I can do it, I'll do it. If I can do it, I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, I, I love doing stuff like this. It's yeah. I like storytelling, and I like also finding common ground and common so like common experiences with people as well, because I think that's helpful to talk about stuff that maybe you don't necessarily talk about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to uh, sort something out. I'm sure there's probably bits on my list that I've missed anyway, but we've been going for uh, an hour now, so. Yeah, it's I'll been a good one. To... It's been a good one. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. good. All right, Steph, well, um, I'll let you go. 
Uh, oh, I will put a, uh, when I put a post on Instagram, I will put a link to your page. But is there any other details that people will need to know to get, or is it Instagram and Facebook? Instagram, Facebook, yeah. I mean, a lot of my a lot of my engagement comes from Instagram. So Instagram be fine. You've got my website, yeah. which is just stronggirl.co.uk. Yeah, I mean, anything really, anything, anything would yeah. be awesome, really. Alright, cool. Nice one. Stuff. Thank you, man. Right. It was good talking All right, to you. Well, yeah, you too. Well, enjoy the rest of your day as much as you can and uh just try to chill out on Netflix. Yeah, and... <laughs> I will. You'll be